So hello, I'm Julie, I'm an alcoholic. Um, I feel a bit speechless already with that introduction. Thank you, Malia. I don't know how accurate or how deserving I am of that, but thank you. Um, it's so yeah, um, like Malia said, uh, last week on Thursday, exactly a week ago, I reached um, a recovery birthday, 18 years. Small correction there for Malia, 18 years. Um, which is without a shadow of a doubt my greatest life achievement um so so here i am um and today in cork in ireland where i'm from where i live um it's such a gloriously sunny day there's there's almost no cloud in the sky it's no sky everywhere um it's sunny and um I think we could all agree that um, in recovery, we learn things and we learn to grow, um, sometimes in spite of ourselves. And that that is true for me. And it's, it's constant. Um, and I guess, you know, true, all the various things, kind of psychology, kind of texts or knowledge or uh some spiritual or self-help or buddhist text of knowledge they they there's you know they say there's only um maybe two or three absolutes you know birth and death and then the constant change and um, that change is the only constant so so i i i i believe in that i'm aware of that that, that sort of carries with me um and, you know, this is a Tusnua meeting, um, which started last year as a, as a product, I guess you could say, of the pandemic, the lockdown. Um, I know I'm just one of the hundreds of people who come to this group who, who, who cherish it, you know, who found, um, for me, it's been like a revolution in my recovery um the quality of honesty in the meetings the quality that's the scope the scope as well of what people share about is um bigger and wider and taller than i'd ever experienced at any other groups of aa or other fellowships in my life before so it's quite phenomenal um i'm very 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 grateful for it it's it's expanded my whole horizon of my recovery of my life. Um, it's it's it has you know it's not an exaggeration and that's that's been the case. Um, so yeah, and it's yeah it's it's an ongoing sort of fountain of of learning and possibility. Um, so in that learning, you know. And today being a sunny day, I actually sort of, you know, like I, I'm an addict, I'm an alcoholic, I live in my head a lot of the time, um, but true recovery and knowing that, you know, my problem is based in my head, I make a lot of effort, I need a lot of reminding to continue to make effort to, to, to come down, you know, to come down into my throat, into my chest, into my heart and down into my feet. Keeping my feet on the ground is like my my absolute rule for myself. Um, 
and I do manage that most of the time these days. Um, so, so that's good. And again, that has taken a long, long time to practice, 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 fail over and over again, and continue practicing it. And again, the learning, the process of learning um, is a very humbling process as well. So, so yeah, so I won't, I, do, I would like to focus more on recovery and in what I say, and I would like to focus more on, you know, today and the day-to-day -day, um, recovery being a just for today survival and then bridge into living um, is, is the only way I can manage my life. It's the only way I can manage living life, keeping it day by day. It really is. Um, so I have also managed to do that, again, with lots of reminding and lots of practice. Um, so, so, so yeah, keeping my feet on the ground, keeping things in the day is um, my, my survival guide. Um, and yeah, like anyone in recovery or not in recovery, good days, bad days, that's, that's again, I think um, normal for everyday life in this world we live in. Um, it, I, you know, in my past, um, I'm still me. I'm still the me who was born 40 odd years ago. And um, I'm still the me who, who was all the different ages and all the different experiences of growing up. Um, I think that's, that's true for us all. We, we carry all, all of ourselves um, with ourselves. Um, well, certain things can be repressed, as indeed they were through my active alcoholism and addiction. Um, it, the coming to know myself then is um, it's very rich, but it, I get bowled over by myself, by my emotions, by um, life, life expectations, uh, life responsibilities, both what I think is the case in my own head and then what uh, also the reality and um, the reality of what I'm expected to do or what I'm responsible to do can be bigger or smaller than what I imagine in my mind. Um, so yeah, the, the younger Julie, um, the Julie who was, you know, surviving until I did come into recovery was, um, was a good girl. <laughs> and I joke, one of my other really, closest and sweetest friends who is a gift of Tasnua, you know, I joke with her about this good girl complex and it's actually true, you know, um, yes, I went off the rails in alcoholism and addiction, but always, I was always seen to be the good girl, the nice girl, the polite girl, the well-spoken girl, the, you know, beautifully dressed girl, all of this. And while I think all of those things are sort of uh, appearance-based and external, um, they were also coming from values put into me, I suppose, you know, like um, family values. My mom, yeah, she liked dressing me up because she liked me to look like the pretty good girl. And, and I took on all that. I took on all that at a very deep level. Um, so, yeah, and then that morphed as as addiction started to take hold of me um, before before alcohol or drugs came in. Like 
my sense of self was um, a lot propped up on how I looked, how I appeared, how others perceived me, um, you know, the good girl, the dressing pretty, um, this sort of a thing. And then, of course, as as teenage years went on and the, the normality of, of being a teenager then, you know, warped by my own insecure sense of self and um, alcohol and drug sport on top of that, I was very unsure of myself as, as a woman, um, you know, huge, huge um, issues around my body, never enough, never good enough, never tall enough, never slim enough. Um, so I had no words for that at any of that time. Um, it was just, it was then the, the progression of addiction, just getting lost in all of that. Um, and letting the course of everyday life and addiction just happen, you know, the, the powerlessness of that. Um, I think that happens to us all. I think, yes, we have similarities. Yes, we have some differences. I think the greatest difference in, in that kind of aspect of the story is the difference between a man and a woman in alcoholism or addiction. Um, different things happen by the very nature of our genders. So, so all of that was was kind of twisting around inside me and um, not healthy, not healthy at all. Um, so, so yeah, so, and yet, you know, keeping some, um, keeping some, ex what, what, you know, people also refer to the functioning alcoholic, the non-functioning alcoholic. Again, I would have appeared to have been the functioning alcoholic. No one would have, no one ever thought that I was an alcoholic or addict. Again, these things were sort of hidden because of the, the good girl exterior. Um, it's good to laugh at these things. Um, so, but certainly addiction was, was eating me up, desperate depression, attempts of suicide. Um, and that, that, again, the last time I tried that was a, a huge wake up call. Um, I didn't change my lifestyle after getting out of hospital that time, I was 19. However, I knew that, okay, that's my last time doing that. Um, so that was a turning point. Um, that was 98, um, in 2000, having just coming, having just come back from living abroad, um, um, my mother died tragically, suddenly, um, devastation, absolute devastation in the family, absolute devastation for me, the circumstances of her death were, were and are still, uh, shady, shall we say. Um, and about 10 months after that, I found myself in a crisis pregnancy that came to an end. So then, then having lost my mother, having lost my first pregnancy, all the early, early stuff of the body image, um, started really attacking me again. Um, I was very, a new, a new dark kind of grief kind of darkness place um wanted to be I would still again go to college and do this and do that get high go out go party um 
but I was very insecure about myself all over again. Um, wanted to be covered up all the time. Um, didn't want any, uh, it, so I guess it was a lot of shame, insecurity and shame stuff um, that again, I had no words for. Um, I, yeah, I feel sad now looking back on it. You know, I was so lost. I was a lost little girl um, up until my early twenties when I finally found recovery. So I finally found recovery. Um, there were a couple of little, there were a couple of significant stepping stones, you know, having lost my first pregnancy, I saw counseling. Um, I started to really, I had started to look at my health in terms of the fix it, fix it. If I do this and learn that and apply this, I'll be better. I'll be healthier. I'll this and that again, the external, um, but, um, slowly, but surely that was helpful the counseling and different health things I was pursuing. Um, and then um, in 2003, I found myself in my first meeting, um, not because I wanted to stop using or drinking, but total people pleasing. However, a number of months later, then um, I got clean, October uh, 2003. And some people say, by the grace of God, <laughs> I've remained sober um, since then. So, 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 yeah. And then I can honestly say life in recovery has been no less bumpy and dark in, in certain ways than the 23 years before that, um, but different because it wasn't... Um, covered up and you know um, masked over masked over by by the drinking drugs it was all the raw all the raw stuff came out then I mean an early recovery coming to my mother's anniversary was just you know devastation um, um, cannot put words on it just just devastation um, and I was that sort of person you know I I was never while I would get high and go to parties and go to nightclubs and dress up in glitzy things and all this sort of a thing. Um, I was never that kind of happy cocktail kind of girl, really, you know. Um, it was, there was always a lot of sorrow about me. Um, and that has transformed. Um, I have come total full circle with some um, losses and griefs in my life um which is amazing it's partly due to yes effort and time and all that that i've put in it you know specifically in terms of recovery uh, service effort a lot of um counseling psychotherapy all that stuff again learning college courses you know the, the bridge to normal living that recovery offers us um living life essentially being real with people, being real in relationships. Um, um, so yeah, so a lot of healing has come. A lot of healing has come. Um, some days I actually feel new and shiny and bright. <laughs> um, on a sunny day, I feel like a sunflower. It might sound a bit hippie, but it's true. Um, you know, it's true. It's such a turnaround. Um, what else can I say? I won't talk for too much longer. I think 
I've wrote down a few points because I've learned that that's possible. You can write down a few points for yourself. Um, you know, again, that journey from head to heart, I need a lot of reminding about that. Um, and it can, you know, the fear is there. Uh, I can, you know, addiction is always with me, uh, won't go away. So it's this needing, this constant reminding of, of what I get at meetings to, to apply, to, to, to keep afloat, you know? Um, so when I come into my heart, it's that kind of liquid state of sorrow and love and joy and all of those things, um, like I, I, I can get angry. Lots of people think because of this good girl syndrome I have, um, think I don't get angry, but I do. I get volatile. Um, it doesn't happen very often, and that scares me. Resentment and anger scare me a lot. They're the things I really wish I could just banish, you know, but I can't. I have to deal with those things too. They're part of me too. Um, so, but, you know, when I really feel in my heart, um, there, you know, whatever sorrow is there can be there in a, again, this kind of liquid state and it can be melted rather than with a kind of an iron bolt around it or rather than it, you know, leaking out in unhealthy ways. Um, and of course, joy. Um, I still remember clearly my first real moment of joy in early recovery. I had planted this uh, plant in my dad's garden where I was living at the time, and it was a passion flower plant. My nickname used to be passion, passion fruit, because I'm fairly passionate. <laughs> um, so this passion flower plant was, I saw its first flower emerge anyway, and I started crying with tears in the garden. And it was my first kind of pure, um, drug-free in recovery experience of joy and beauty. And yeah, I was in the garden. I think my dad was in the kitchen. And I don't know, but he's probably shaking his head. What's, what's Julie, what's up with Julie now, you know? Um, so yeah, so all of that. Um, um, I want to say as well, like the quality of my recovery has gone up and down. It's not just because I have 18 years and that is a good chunk of time, I suppose. It's not just because of the length of time that I've got it sorted or I meditate every day or I'm floaty and non-judgmental. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, and there's been very distinct periods of my recovery that have been notably uh, better and more solid than others. Um, there was a period 2012 to 2014 when having left Dublin where I was studying, um, I came home brokenhearted, felt my life was decimated. It was to me at the time. Um, again, more sorrow, more grief. And again, me being the personality I am, like when sorrow comes, it's it's complete darkness. And, um, but um, I kept my life fairly simple. Again, constant meetings and recovery. And I found a sponsor at that point, Tracy, who was just still, who was still a very good friend, who was instrumental in 
helping me gain back myself, um, a sense of self again, um, did a lot of step work with her. She was a very empowering person in my life. She still is, I just don't get to see her very often. Um, an excellent role model, I have to say. So um, having come from a very broken down period in myself at the, at the beginning kind of of 2012, um, the two years from that then were so rich and my work life was kind of simple and I got into hobbies again and I used to dance regularly and I used to cycle all the time and I was really fit physically and I was single for most of that chunk of time. Um, again, simple, <laughs> simplicity helps. Um, and then that period ended when I moved abroad to a very complex culture. Uh, far away, I moved for love and um, that's what guided me and um, that, that, that has transformed as well into something with a lot of sorrow, but um, from, from sorrow, from whatever emotions I experience, I also need to anchor myself in trying to, to, to find self-acceptance, you know, um, or taking a tiny piece of it and saying, okay, well, I'll take that one at least. Um, so, so that, I won't go into that and time is, is running out. Um, some days, I, today is the day because the sun is out and I'm, my, I'm Sunflower Julie today, but other days um, it's just uh, eat three meals a day, brush my teeth and get to bed, honestly. And that's, you know, I have a little girl, she's the highlight of my life. She's my, 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 my joint best achievement in life. Um, so, so, and I know I, I don't forget about the possibility of relapse. If I suppose the worst thing that could happen if, if I relapse would be to lose my daughter. Um, so I, as a mother, as a woman, I, I have to, she's my responsibility. I have to, it's not just me, 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 that addiction is in my ear about you know it's um it's being the grown-up it's being the responsible one it's being the role model for someone else um my four four-year-old so i again most days i can achieve that to a greater or lesser degree never perfect never ever perfect um but um it's, again it's the constant effort um is what needs to be enough on on most days um so yeah i'll leave it there and it's like you know um again with this whole darkness thing and recovery and healing thing and sunshiny thing you know that circle um fun fun has to be part of life you know i didn't know any fun at all until being in recovery a little bit and oh you know um, oh, this is fun, you know, and, and getting to know what I like and, and having fun. And it can be in the smallest things. And again, coming back to, to this special, special Tasnua group and family that we have, um, you know, the chat, the group chat, I really break out laughing out loud with some of the messages. It's just so funny. And I love that. I really, really love that. So I'll, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, um, yeah, thank you.